There's only one nation, Raider Nation. You're listening to Silver and Black tonight on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Raider Nation, how are you this week? Welcome back. Southern California's only all Raiders talk show. Of course, that is Silver and Black today. That is the show. I am the host. My name is Scott Goldbranson, my co-host Mo Moten. He'll be back with us. A couple more weeks. His summer hiatus is almost over. We'll talk about that in a minute because we got news about the show as well, which has to do with Mo as well. He's not going anywhere. No, no, no. He's not going anywhere. But there are some changes in store. We want to share those with you coming up here in a second. If you're watching us on YouTube, yes, we do simulcast the show on YouTube as well. So join us there if you haven't done that Go sign up for the Silver and Black today. Just search it on YouTube. You'll find the channel. Do me a favor, hit subscription, then hit the notifications bell. That way, when there's a show, and I'll tell you, there's going to be a lot more video coming up. You'll know why in a minute. Uh, And then you'll get notified when that comes up. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter. It's SNB, the letters Silver and Black, NNB today, SNB today. You can follow me at LV Gully. And Mo, my partner at M-O-E, M-O-T-O-N, do that. You catch up with us. Uh, you'll be connected and we'll interact with you. Some people like when we interact with them. Some people don't because it depends on the answer you get, right? Like social media all over the place. Uh, but let's get to the news right off the bat. I want to tell you, you know, we have been here almost a year on the Mightier 1090 and very special to me because I grew up in Southern California, listening to this station and before uh, XTRA 690, uh, the Mighty 690, then the Mighty 10, Mightier 1090. Uh, and so for me, it was really cool to be on this station. And um, we we have had such a great run here, but it's going to come to an end next week. July 8th will be our last show. And, and that show will be our last here, but not our last show. So I want to thank... Bill Hagen from the Mightier 1090, of course, who put this all together, along with my good friend, Scott Kaplan, and the entire team at the Mightier 1090. Uh, we walk away on our own, and uh, we were welcome to come back. Uh, we were part of the station as it built up, as it got this ESPN affiliation, as it got Jim Rome back, uh, going back. I mean, it's just been a great experience, and, and there's so many Raider fans in Southern California. We certainly appreciate uh, the support you've given us. Uh, and so I want to thank Bill. I want to thank Scott. I want to thank all of you. But we're not going anywhere. I know a lot of you don't listen to the show on the air or streaming during the show when it's live at 6 p.m. on Friday nights, right? So we understand that because we see the numbers. We see the number of people who listen to this show and want to hear about Raiders news and views and guests. Um uh, online. So you, you you go and you subscribe to the podcast feed, whether you're listening to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, on your Amazon Alexa, on Amazon Music, on uh, Audible. It doesn't matter where you get your audio, your podcasts. Uh, most of you, that's where you listen. So we will continue to do that, but we ha- are proud to announce tonight 
that we were asked and are joining Odyssey, our station uh, down in Las Vegas, which is an Odyssey. If you're not familiar, for most people who listen, they don't. They they might hear it. A U D A C Y is a big radio group. They also have the fastest growing podcast network in the world. If you look at it, they're third in the world behind Spotify and I think Apple uh, or Stitcher, perhaps. No, it's Stitcher and Spotify are the biggest two, and then Odyssey's third with their podcast. And and the podcast network, we're going to be an Odyssey original podcast, so we're doing an exclusive deal with them. We're going to be there three times a week, so we're going to move up to three shows a week, uh, and we'll get you that schedule very soon. But the plan is to do two shows during the week and then a post-game show. So we're going to do a post-game show uh, every week when the Raiders play. So we're very excited about that. Mo continues to be my partner, so he's coming along. We're going to continue the show as it's been. And so we're excited to get uh, to get Mo back after his hiatus as we launch the podcast. The podcast will launch the week of all, excuse me, July 11th. So just a week before Raiders tra- tra- training camp. So we're excited about that. What this gives us the opportunity to do is do the show a little bit differently uh, and also to do it more. So we're excited about that, but we're going to go there. We'll still continue to be on Sunday mornings on the bet 1140 in Las Vegas, as well as 98.5 The Fan. Those are two Odyssey stations. So we're keeping it in the family. Uh, but But the Odyssey folks... Going back to when I start, first joined, and it was CBS Sports Radio under the Intercom brand, I have a long relationship with them. They approached us. They run all every t- Major League Baseball team's podcast. They have a whole network of Major League Baseball podcasts, and now they're doing football. So they're going to have a, a podcast for every team. And so we are doing the Raiders podcast for Odyssey, the third biggest podcast network in the world. So we're very excited about that. Uh, the resources, the support we're getting, you're going to hear all new sound on the show. You can hear new intros, new music, all that sort of stuff. We have a full-time producer. For those of you guys that don't know, for the most part, I have produced the show for four years uh, on my own. That means cutting clips. That means getting all the guests, all that stuff for the most part. We've had a little help here and there, but most of the time it's been me on my own. And so now being part of and being an Odyssey original podcast, we're going to have a staff uh, that's nationwide, and it's amazing. So you'll see the video, and I'll get to that in a second. The video will, will, will take a step up. I think I do a pretty good job with the video as we do it now, but it was only once a week, and, and we know you want more. So we're going to do that, do a lot more shorter clips when we do interviews. By the way, when we launch the podcast on July 11th, uh, the first week, the first two shows, during the offseason, we'll have two shows a week. During the season, it's three shows a week. We will have two Raiders players, one former, one current, that are be our guests on that week. I'm really excited about these two guys coming on. Uh, no, it's not Derek Carr or Darren Waller, uh, but but we're excited to get these guys on and talk because they're going to be key. Um, one of them key for this year, and one of them we want to hear about their Raider career. And it's a, it's an interview and a guy that not many people have talked to. And so we're going to do that. And I think you guys will be excited about that. So that's coming up. So I wanted to get the news out of the way there. With the video, what we're going to be able to do is we're going to be able to give you shorter segments uh, to be able to watch the video. So you don't have to sit down and watch 45 minutes or even scrub through uh, on the chapters when you want to see it. We're going to cut, we're going to have a video producer. 
So we're going to be able to cut down clips and parts of the show so that you can digest them. You know, you might be on your lunch break. You might be sitting, waiting for the train. You might be sitting at home. Your kids just went to bed or whatever it may be. You're waiting at the barbershop. Doesn't matter what. We're going to cut that stuff up for you and have a greater opportunity uh, to do that. We'll also do a lot more uh, uh, road games, so we'll, we'll travel a little bit. It's going to be fun. We're really excited about joining Odyssey as an Odyssey original podcast. Still silver and black today, not changing the name. <laughs> you guys have been with us for a long time. We certainly appreciate it. Now, for you, action items. You don't have to do anything. Uh, your podcast feed, even though it's all moving to Odyssey, uh, if you subscribe today, you'll still get it. If for some reason it drops out on you, all you got to do is go where you got it before, whether it's Apple, wherever. You can also use the Odyssey app, which is really cool, but you don't have to. You can get it wherever you want. So just make sure that if you haven't subscribed yet, do it, and you'll come along with us as we make the move over after July 8th. Uh, and the, the current feed, if you're, if you're subscribed there, you'll get it anyway. Again, YouTube channel, because again, we're going to have all that content on YouTube. You'll also see Odyssey send stuff out when it's Raiders related as well. That'll include us and our show. So we're going to be able to tap into a lot more guests throughout the network. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we certainly appreciate uh, you guys being with us. And we're excited about that. And again, I want to thank Bill Hagen, Scott Kaplan, and the entire team uh, many of them behind the scenes here at the Mightier 1090 for allowing us to grace these boomer airways, 50,000 watts up and down uh, the West Coast has been phenomenal. We appreciate it, and we will be forever grateful and forever fans. And And my hope is we'll still interact with those guys, and, and we'll have Scotty on our show, and hopefully we'll be on some of the shows on 1090 as well. So we're excited about that. We want to thank them again, Bill and Scott, for giving this opportunity, and it's been a great year, uh, but we're certainly excited about the future and the fact that we'll be able to join you three times a week and really bring you, I think, some exciting, exciting development. So that's the news on the show. I know I took up almost 10 minutes talking about that, uh, but I wanted to tell you that because our, our listeners, I love our listeners. Without you, we are nothing. It doesn't matter what we want to do. You guys are amazing. You interact online, and, and we just want you to know uh, the good news and that we're not going anywhere and, and, and the show's just going to get better. So when Mo and I come back on together on July 11th, uh, you'll hear that Odyssey podcast. It's going to be a blast. So we're very, very excited about that. All right. On to the Raiders news. Guess what? There wasn't much. <laughs> this is the doldrums of summer. Yes, the NFL is 365 now. I get it. And it's true. And I love it. But kind of slow this week, right? There's a couple things going on, nothing really happening. So I'm going to go through some of these items and talk about them. And what I want to do now is talk about, we, we always remark about Raiders fans that you guys get really, really sensitive and testy. And I'm not using that from a derogatory. I'm just telling you, telling it like it is. When national media either poo-poos the Raiders or you feel that you're not getting your just kind of recognition, or the team's not getting their just recognition. Fans get the recognition, because everybody knows Raider fans are the best fans. But anyway, so, so that always sticks in the craw, Raider fans. And every time I talk to Raider fans, or I watch them in social media, if something good happens to the Raiders, why aren't they talking about it? Why isn't Good Morning America, why isn't, uh, excuse me, Good Morning Football talking about it? Why isn't ESPN talking about it? Uh, why isn't, this? you know, so, so I hear it all the time. And, and a lot of the times I agree with you because I do think 
when you're a team that's had as poor of a record over the last 25 years as the Raiders have had, yeah, you, you, people just expect you to either, oh, yeah, they're doing good, but yeah, they always blow it. You know, just like the Gruden years where fast start, terrible finish, fast start, terrible finish, right? So, so the respect factor, you can't go off 1983. Most of the people on television now weren't even born then, or if they were, they were a very small child. So they don't, they don't have the history, and the history doesn't count for much. It's appreciated, but it's the past. So uh, this week, though, the Good Morning Football team on NFL Network had a segment about the AFC West. Let's face it, the AFC West is stacked. It's stacked. We've talked about it a million times on the show, and we will talk about it for the rest of the season because it's going to be tough for everybody. I'm not just saying tough for the Raiders. It's going to be tough for every single team in that division to beat and win their divisional opponents. So they were talking about, you know, which team, which team has the best chance of finishing fourth <laughs> because the division's so competitive that, and I get the conversation. It was a good ditty. It was a good segment because you look at the teams and you look at what they did in the off season and you start to think, well, who's the weakest team? Who is the weakest team? And the discussion was good. I, I'm not going to play the whole discussion. I'm going to get to a specific part of the discussion in a moment. But they all talked about teams. And the consensus, I think, was generally that the Broncos are the fourth team in the division. Now, I know a lot of you don't agree because I hear from you. The last time I talked about Russell Wilson on this show... I got a lot of heat. Oh, he sucks, blah, blah, blah. But I, I'm still a Russell Wilson fan. I think he's still got stuff left in the tank. I think that Denver team will be good. But when you look at the other parts of the team, or excuse me, the division, I can see why they picked them fourth, okay? I'm going to give you my surprise pick for fourth, and then we'll get to the comments they had about the Raiders in a minute. I think the Chargers are going to finish fourth. You know why? Because every year the Chargers... Oh, they're going to be great. A Super Bowl contenders. Arr. No, they fall down. The coaching staff. I mean, look at, look at, look at, to me, if you look at the coaching in the division now, he's the weakest coach. I'm not saying he's not a, a good coach. I'm not saying he, they can't win the division because I think they can. But I'm just going to say, I think the Chargers finish last. I think it'll be close between them and the Broncos. But I just, until he, until he, Brandon Staley, convinces otherwise, I just don't see it, right? As good as Justin Herbert can be and so on. Cleo Max there. We'll see how he does. But I think it's between Denver and, and, the, and the Chargers, and I think the Chargers will finish fourth. I think Russell Wilson's good enough to eke out maybe one more win than the Chargers, okay? What the record's going to be, I don't know. I'm not doing records this year. I promise myself. I'm just not going to do it. So that leaves the Raiders and the Chargers between first and third. Everyone, again, well, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, oh, excuse me, the Chiefs and the, and the Raiders. The Chiefs, well, uh, Mahomes, blah, blah, they're still the Chiefs. I don't know that they're still the Chiefs. I, I, you talk about the media. I think the media is setting them up to fail because Tyreek Hill has gone. Listen, I, Patrick Mahomes, I know how you guys feel about him. He's a good quarterback. He's an amazing athlete. But he hasn't gotten better. He just has not. He's a great quarterback. He has not gotten any better, though. It's not like he's steadily, increasingly getting better. 
Now you took away his biggest weapon. Yeah, you have Travis Kelsey, but we'll see how that goes now. So to me, the Chiefs are overrated, but I can see why. You got to give them a little bit of respect just because of what they've done. But I think that the Raiders continue in most corners to be underrated if you look at their roster. Now, we're going to talk about it on our first couple Odyssey original podcasts coming up next uh, on the 11th about positional breakdowns, offensive line, defensive backs. Those are the two areas I'm really concerned with with the Raiders. So there is the caveat that if that falls down, the Raiders could finish fourth. I doubt it, but they could. Okay. So I'm just saying, I think that the Raiders are being overlooked a lot. And that's where this conversation on Good Morning Football this week, when they talked about the AFC West and the finish order there, um, they came to the Raiders. And I want to play this clip because um, I think it captures a little bit about what I'm saying. And, and I agree with Kyle Brandt on this one. Uh, so here they are on Good Morning Football talking about the Raiders uh, and maybe, just maybe, people overlooking them. Looking them. For years, I've not been a fan of the Raiders or Derek Carr, just objectively. I just don't think the results have been there. I, that's all changed. I, I, I really like the Raiders this year. And the biggest reason why is so unbelievably impressed with what they accomplished last year. I just, just understand. Derek Carr's right. They were in the playoffs, and they were one throw away from beating the Sweetheart Bengals. What he didn't mention is they're in the playoffs with an interim special teams head coach in a season in which their other head coach went through hell and was let go, in which Henry Ruggs, like, all sorts of crazy things that would have torn other teams apart. And this, this season would have just died on a vine. It inspired them. They won. They got into the playoffs over the Justin Herbert Chargers. They were there, ready to win that play. I, I can't tell you how impressed I am with the Raiders last year and how much it changed how I feel about Derek Carr, who I've always thought was a pretty good quarterback, and I thought he was an amazing leader. I love what they have. Uh, I have really robust feelings about how they're going to finish in the division, which we'll get to shortly. But um, if people are saying that the Raiders aren't this or aren't that, it's not me. Like, listen, I think they're coming for the Chiefs. Like, I think they're that good. I love them this year, and I love the McDaniels factor, which seems to be this big enigma in it where, oh my God, not only are they having a new coach there, I mean, kind of like a, a loaded topic of a head coach that we're not sure, but we're excited about. I love them this year, and I think they earned it last year. One team wins it all, right? And that's the team that's hoisting Lombardi at the end of the year. You talk about they get past the Chargers. I'll go one back before. They go to Indianapolis. That was a team that was like on the brink. Great call. Could punch its ticket in. They, on paper, probably shouldn't have won that game. The Colts have everybody firing. They're at home. The Raiders come to their place with all the adversity you talked about and pull out a win there in Indianapolis before then they go and beat the Chargers. I mean, they had a tough road to get back into the playoffs, and they hit every like check mark that they needed to hit to get in there. So you want to talk about teams finishing strong, not the team that won it, not the team that advanced the Super Bowl, but they did things at the end of the season that were impressive given what they were going, or impressive period. Let me just stop there. Impressive period. They won in situations that were incredibly hard to win. And so I'm with, I think, everyone on this desk and the fact that I don't think they're open. There you go. So that's the discussion. And, and you can't, I can't disagree with them. Um, and I think that's where people are all overlooking the Raiders because of some of the dysfunction. But if you look how they performed, and I know you guys were disappointed they lost the game against the Bengals, despite the phantom whistle and all that stuff. But but I, I understand that. But I agree with them. And this is why I think the Raiders are positioned really, really well heading into this season, even in the tough division. And again, I think from week to week, it's going to change. 
I think we could be three weeks in and really be down on the Raiders because they're not playing well, and then they can go on a six-game run. I really believe that. I think they're going to have the talent to do that, despite some of the holes that we're going to talk about in coming weeks, like the offensive line, the defensive line, linebacking, all that stuff. We're going to see that. But I do agree with that. I do agree that they this team went through a lot. They now have upgraded not only their talent, Devonta Adams, but they've also upgraded the coaching staff significantly. Patrick Graham's presence, I don't think people realize how big of a deal that is and how good he is. And I think how he's going to get much more out of the talent. Even a Max Crosby is going to be better. Add Chandler Jones, right? You have these guys that are doing really, really well now. Then you add in this coaching staff, and I think you're going to see uh, something much more special on a team that plays hungry, a team that plays mean, and a team that's always playing to win. We're up against our first break here on Silver and Black today. When we come back, we'll roll on with other news. We'll talk about the defensive backfield. Is that the key to the season, or is it still the offensive line? We'll talk a little bit about uh, that situation. And then we'll talk some more as well about some former Raiders in the news, including one Marquette King, uh, and why Raider fans are still going after the guy. We'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Silver and Black tonight. I am Scott Cobranson, your host. Don't go anywhere. We'll come right back after this. Now back to Scott and Moe on Silver and Black Tonight on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hey everybody, welcome back. Silver and Black Tonight here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hope you had a great week. And a reminder, I have to get on my soapbox here for a moment. Listen, about 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with malignant melanoma, skin cancer, the most dangerous skin cancer can kill you. Uh, some some famous people you know died from melanoma, including Bob Marley. I could go into the whole list. I won't do it. But nonetheless, I just give once a year, I'm going to give my lecture because it's summertime. You're cruising along the beach. You're on uh, Coast Highway in San Diego. You're in Santa Monica or you're up in Malibu or you're in Half Moon Bay, wherever you're getting your sun and having your fun this summer, just put on sunscreen. Okay, I had malignant melanoma, lost 40% of my ear. I was very lucky that it didn't spread to my lymph nodes. But just protect yourself, especially if you have kids. 50, if you get a sunburn, you're 50% more likely uh, to get a melanoma. So make sure you wear sunscreen every day you go outside. Get it for your face. Don't do it even during the winter. You need to wear sunscreen. So do that. I was at the doctor this week, had some precancerous stuff, burned off my face. Yeah, this beautiful face. For those of you watching on YouTube, uh, so just do it. Make sure you wear a sunscreen. Protect yourself. Protect your kids. Protect your family. Protect your skin. Your skin is the biggest organ in your body, so make sure you do everything you can to protect that. So that's my PSA, public service announcement for the year, especially to my friends in Southern California, wherever you may be in this summer sunshine as it's warm most of the country. So welcome back. We're talking Raiders football. If you missed the news at the top of the show, I'm going to repeat it. Our last show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio will be July 8th, next Friday. We're riding into the sunset in Southern California. want to thank Bill Hagen, Scott Kaplan again for the opportunity on the show. We are leaving to join the Odyssey Podcast Network. 
the Odyssey Original Podcasts, which is what we will become. It's the third largest podcasting network in the world behind Spotify and Stitcher. So we're really excited to move over there. We will move to three days a week during the season. We're probably most likely Tuesday, Thursday, and then Sunday post-game. We will do a post-game show every week. So we're excited about that. Mo Moten will be continue to be my co-host. He is my partner. We're really excited to continue to work together. Lots of resources. We're going to have producers. We're going to have the strength and weight of the Odyssey Network. So really excited to be joining them and all the folks at Odyssey who are helping us get ready to launch. We'll launch that next week. We'll launch on uh, July 11th. So a week before training camp, we'll do some positional breakdowns, and then we'll get into camp talk once we get the Raiders uh, in action in Henderson. We'll have lots to talk about there. So again, do it. If you already subscribe to the show on the podcast feed, so if you're getting it on Apple or Spotify or Amazon or Google or Stitcher or wherever you're getting it, you could still get it there. So the, the feed will be the same. Uh, but they do tell me that every once in a while, you know, it can somehow drop out on people. So if for some reason you get to July 11th and you don't see the podcast there, it's not coming to you, just go resubscribe and make sure you're still subscribed. That's all, that's all I'm asking you to do. Also, YouTube channel, we're going to be doing a lot more video. So make sure you do that. We'll do shorter segments uh, of the show. We'll break it down by segment of the show, by interviews, and do even segments of interviews when we talk to interesting people. So make sure that you do that. We're going to have lots of guests on this year again from the media, players, others in the NFL, opponents, you name it. We will have it as an Odyssey original podcast, Silver and Black Today, debuting July 11th. So there you go. That's the news if you missed it in the first segment. But back to Raiders football. So here's what I want to talk about. I read something. Ben Lindsay of Pro Football Focus wrote a piece this week talking about what he believes is the Raiders' X factor for 2022. If you ask me, and I think I've said it various times on this show, uh, I believe the X factor is Alex Leatherwood. I think Alex Leatherwood, back at right tackle, if he can be 80% of what they thought he was when they drafted him, and again, it was a different regime who, who drafted him, but we're hearing from Josh McDaniels that he really believes he can get more out of Alex Leatherwood. We've seen Alex Leatherwood has been a workout animal in the offseason. He's gotten stronger. He's gotten leaner. He's working on agility from all the reports we have. That's great news for the Raiders. They need help on that right side. Okay? So to me, the X factor is the offensive line, but mostly it's Alex Leatherwood. But Ben Lindsay, who writes again, Pro Football Focus, and does a little ESPN too, he says, and I'm going to read some of this to you as well because I want to I quote him accurately. Uh, he says the biggest X factor heading into 2022 is Trayvon Mullen, cornerback Trayvon Mullen, player I really, really like who is in the last year of his rookie contract, by the way. Um, he's been in 32 games, but he missed 12 last year, if you recall, with the injury. It was a foot. So here's what Lindsey said about the former Clemson star. I want to I read this. He says, quote, The Raiders' secondary stands out as one of the weaker positional groups of this roster, but there are also several younger players who could outperform expectations. Fourth-year cornerback Trayvon Mullen falls under that category. Mullen missed the majority of last season with a right foot injury, but he had a 73.9 PFF coverage grade in the first three games of the season after ranking seventh among cornerbacks with 11 pass-up 
past breakups in 2022. There's at least some reason for optimism heading into this season. End quote. Okay. <clears throat> when he says that it's one of the, if not the weakest positional group on the Raiders, I can't disagree. I know because of the way linebacker is changing in the league, you could, you could focus there too. But, but again, the way the game has changed, you just, it's just not what it used to be. So to say that that position is perhaps the weak spot on the roster is fair, although I think the run for the money is the right side of the line. Now, the left side of the line at center, the Raiders are fine. It's the right side. And to me, with that high-powered offense, if you don't have that offensive line, that's the biggest weakness. Because how are you going to get that machine going if Derek Carr doesn't have the time? Or you don't have the blockers for the, running, the, the, the three-headed running back they now have. I don't disagree with him because I think, I think one and two are those two groups. And in fact, when we launch Silver and Black today on the Odyssey Podcast Network on the 11th, our first show is going to break down offensive line. Our second show is going to break down defensive back. Because to me, those are the two biggest question marks. So the Trayvon Mullen part of this is good. You have other players. I, I still have not given up, and I have faith that Amik Robertson can be a good role player. And I think the Raiders have young players that if they, and this is Lindsay's point, right, which is if they can perform well, then this group improves significantly. And Mullen is that guy. Now, Mullen, his problem has just been staying on the field. So, and, and we're going to work to try to get Trayvon on the show as well uh, when we move to the Odyssey Podcast Network. So we're going we're gonna to talk about it, but I want to know from you guys listening out there, you guys in the chat on YouTube, or if you're listening to the show and you could tweet at us, I'm at LV Gully, at Mo Moten, or at SNB Today, which is the show. I want to know from you, do you, is it kind of like flip the coin with what is the X factor? What is going to be the biggest factor? for the Raiders to reach their full potential with this, this loaded offensive roster and a much better defense. Although number three to me is the interior of the defense. We just don't know either. There's some talent there, but if that interior defense doesn't make that push, you can have Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, but they're going to get manhandled and they, they just won't put up the numbers they can if you're not getting a push up the middle. So those are the three areas, but I'd love to hear from you guys. Is, is, is Ben right? Is that the biggest X factor? Is not just Trayvon Mullen, but the defensive back field. Is it, is, it, is it the backs? Is it the defensive backs? Is that going to be the biggest factor in this team being perhaps a borderline playoff team to maybe a team that goes deep in the playoffs? Or are you with me? Are you riding with me that it's the offensive line more so? Now, again, you need all facets of the game to be clicking. They got to be, you got to have defense. You got, you win in the trenches anyway. So to me, offensive line, number one, defensive line, you got the edge with Max and Chandler Jones, but inside you got to make the push. So that's why I go with the line. And again, you have to be in the division. So now I'm arguing Ben's point, but in the division with the quarterbacks, you now have an AFC West, forget the rest of the AFC, which is loaded in other areas too. You have to have cornerbacks and defensive backs, and you have to have Jonathan Abrams step up and do what he can do. You have to because you're going to have a pass-happy AFC West and a pass-happy AFC overall as the NFL is. So I get it, but, but I would love to hear what you guys think 
uh, on that one because it's it's going to be an interesting season. But I get the sense, and, and you never know till you get on the field, right? So this is all conjecture. We're, I, I called it at the beginning of the show, show, the summer doldrums for the NFL. These four weeks between the end of June, the end of minicamp, and the start of formal camp for the Raiders will be July 18th. For some of the other teams, it's the next week. Uh, it's just dead. Yeah, there might be a couple moves here and there, and you get a lot of fluffy stories about what great players these guys are. We saw this week Darren Waller thinks he's the best tight end in the NFL. It's hard to argue with him. Travis Kelsey maybe have an argument with him, but he's also trying to get a new contract, so you're seeing that kind of stuff. You're also seeing stories uh, about the history of the Raiders, all that. I mean, I used to run a website, right? I ran a Raiders website. I know what it's like. You got you to pump out content, man. So I get it. But... <clears throat> This idea of when the Raiders go to camp, what is going to be, what is, what are the answers that they need? If they have a list, if Josh McDaniels, I mean, he's got to get the whole team ready, but if Josh McDaniels has a short list of things that must happen, if his team is going to play to their full potential, play like a championships caliber team, be in the hunt to win the AFC West be in the hunt to be a one or a two seed in the AFC, what's that short list of stuff that has to happen or it can't happen? And maybe I'm being too black and white with that. I, I think that's how you have to look at it. You have to look at it from the perspective of what has to go right. Okay, injuries, we get that. You know, you don't want any key injuries, knock on wood. You don't want any of that stuff. But knowing what we know about this roster and the fact that it's still deficient in certain areas, as good as they can be, what has to go right for them? Because luck does, if you believe in luck, I don't necessarily believe in luck, but things have to go your way. You got to get some breaks. And that just means you have good fortune. <laughs> Excuse me. So if, if you're going to have good fortune, what has to happen for the Raiders, right? And I think it's that. Clearly it's injuries to key players. But I think it's offensive line, right side's got to play well. doesn't have to be Pro Bowl caliber. I'm not saying that. But it has to be good. And then you have to have the defensive front to make the push to get the pass right. It's been deplorable for the last four years. Okay? It has to be there so that you can free up your now two-headed monster at edge with Jones and Crosby. And so that, to me, is what has to happen. And if the Raiders could do that, but the, but that's the question mark, right? So we'll, we'll see how it all works out and how the Raiders do it. Um, by the way, another thing, and I, I think I'm going to get him on the show. I really do uh, when we move over to Odyssey, which is, um, I don't know if you saw Marquette King, the former Raiders punter, who at the time he was cut from the Raiders for a supposedly showboating going on ESPN and and how it was positioned, maybe not getting along with John Gruden, um, tweeted out about he's still looking for a chance. He's still fifth all-time punter, only the, I think he said is the third or fifth African-American punter ever in the league, maybe third. No, it's got to be five. Um, and he's never been able to get a chance. He's still in great shape. He can still kick. But is there a stigma there? And I was surprised because there's so many Raider fans who love Marquette King, talk about him all the time, very excited. He goes to some events in Las Vegas. He's been there. P 
People seem to love him. And then there are just Raider fans who despise him and talk trash about him. But <clears throat> it's interesting because everybody fights for certain people to get second chances. But then here's a guy, and I know he went to the Broncos. It didn't work out there either. But, yeah, he talks back and forth with some people on Twitter, and that's cool. I do the same thing. But does he not get another chance? Does he not deserve another chance? Is there not a team that's going to take a chance on him? I know the Raiders don't have the spot. They don't need him right now. But I'm just blown away how this society and even football fans will give guys second chances when they do all sorts of things. But Marquette King lost his head a little bit, and I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'm going to get him on the show and talk about it. I want to know. I want to hear the story about the end of his Raider career. Um, so we'll work on getting him on. But, but I, you know, why doesn't he get another chance? I don't know. He's a good athlete. He's a good punter. And so he tweeted about that this week, and it just reminded me that he's there. And it reminded me that the game is so political that, some guys, you know, it just takes one time. You do one thing that maybe you regret or maybe it was misunderstood or it was misreported. Because imagine that the media can spin things that don't necessarily give you the whole story. Um, and then all of a sudden you're done and you're in your peak of your athletic abilities. You're young. You can still do the job, but there's that baggage. <clears throat> and so I just wonder because... There's a lot of teams out there who could use a punter. Some bad punters last year, so it'll be interesting. So I, I'd love to hear if you'd love to to, or I should say, I'd love to hear if you would want to hear from Marquette King. I think Mo and I have a desire to get him on the show and talk to him and see and get his story about it. And then, frankly, I, I'll have an open discussion with him about it to say, hey, look, you know, you you like to celebrate. You were you were kind of flashy and and do you regret that would you if you came back and you got signed by a team now would you do it so i'm interested i love stories like that it's why i talked to todd marinovich it's one of my most i'm most proud of that show one of that one of those shows um when i talked to him several years ago on father's day and we replayed it this year on this show um you know people people have all kinds of things happen in their life but do they deserve a second chance and I'm always amazed with Raider fans. Well, once a Raider, always a Raider, except. Now, I know there's two exceptions that I agree with. <laughs> and you know who they are. But for some of these other guys, you know, appreciate it. I, th I think Raider fans, I think most of you, when you start to hate on a guy, with the exception of a couple guys, um, I think it's because you're disappointed because you really, because you guys are so loyal you're so into your team. You put everything you have into loving the Raiders. So when one of these guys that you really love, you know, does something and he disappoints you and it ends his career or whatever it may be, I think you guys are really hurt. And I think that's how it comes out. And I get it. You know, we all process emotions differently, but I'm just fascinated by Marquette King. I'm just fascinated. Again, he's not going to come back to the Raiders. Um, the Raiders are set with A.J. Cole, good kid, good punter, and so they don't need a punter. But he is a former Raider, and he's looking for a job, and I think he deserves a job. And I'll ask him why he didn't play in the USFL, if he had a chance to play in the USFL, whatever. But we'll find out uh, from him, hopefully. So I'm going to work on that. But I want to hear what you guys think about that.
also, as part of the new show on the Odyssey Original Podcast Network, um, I really want to get more feedback from you guys on what you want to see on the show. Yes, I understand current player interviews. And if we could get Derek Carr, he doesn't do interviews with very many people um, unless you're really on his positive side. Um, and again, I've never talked poorly about him, but it's just a, po- a political game. But we're going to get lots of guys on. We'll talk to a lot of current players. So I know you want that. But I'd love to hear from you guys with this new show what you'd like to hear as well. Um, Post game show, working on a cool little segment with somebody you know really well. Hopefully we can talk about that soon. But I really want to get the voice of the fan involved in our post game show. So we'll talk to you about that soon. Uh, but we certainly appreciate it. And uh, we invite you again, follow us on Twitter. I am at LV Gully. Follow my, my co-host, Momoton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N, and of course, SNB Today, Silver and Black Today, and uh, check for your subscription on the podcast. Uh, but we're excited about it. Again, we got one more week here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, so we're excited about that. Have to, again, thank, from the bottom of our hearts, Bill Hagen and, of course, Scott Kaplan for giving us the opportunity here on the Mightier 1090. It's been such a blast. we got one more show next week, our post-4th of July show. I want you guys to have a safe and sane uh, Independence Day. Go out and enjoy it. Celebrate that you live on the greatest country on Earth. Yes, it has problems, but all good things have problems. Freedom is never perfect. You have to deal with imperfections if you want freedom. So I understand that we can all work together to improve it. But uh, I love America. It's my favorite holiday. I got bunting on the house, and I'm lighting off fireworks, baby. So it's going to be fun. But we appreciate you being with here uh, with us, Raider Nation. We'll talk to you next week, and we'll give you some more information on the podcast next week as well. All right. For my partner, Mo Moten, I am Scott Colbranson. Thank you for joining us here on Silver and Black today on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Please catch Silver and Black tonight, every Friday at 6 p.m. on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.